I'm just making sure everything's working here. All right. All right. So, Sam, I watched your video, your your short film, Blue Iris, maybe about two weeks ago. And when I first watched it, it really connected with me on the part where, like, you never feel good enough, and there's always that that hesitation. And Naim, Naimi, right? Naima, you, you like really portrayed that like, like reluctant, like, I don't like trying to like play it off to make it seem like uh, everything's fine. And you know, I, I'm just more focused on school at the time and that sort of aspect that kind of like nonchalant, this doesn't really matter. Kind of like trying, like trying to be stoic, but like deep down, you're kind of like, oh. Like it's really just bothering you the entire time. And Sam like really did a good job with like the lighting because when it when she finally does like the art show is very white, it's vibrant. It's like a new fresh start, the colors of that scene. Yeah, so um, it was really fun to film. Um, Naima did a really good job with the acting. Um, I contacted her in like August, I think. And I just like, I always like, I watch her performances and she's just so raw and emotional. And I knew that she played this so well. Thank you. <laughs> so was that your first time acting, Naima? Um, that was, um, that's my first time acting in a big short film. Um, I had been yeah i can't i thought it was just me yeah no you're breaking up a little bit so like when when you connect just restate what you said i think she's lagging or she might have crashed that happened to me before so um what's it called um Naima, if you're still in it, uh, you could just text in the uh, chat like this. Like, yeah, there is a chat option like right here. You can text like that. And then just so we know, you're still in because we can't uh, hear you anymore. You can also leave and then I can admit you again. That's not an issue. But your oh, camera is moving. Connected. Yeah, she's, oh, moving yeah, yeah she's moving. She's moving. Okay. Do you want me to leave again and then come back? No, you're, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Wherever you have the best connection, it, it works best. All right. I can um, hear you now. So we could try and continue on the laptop, and if it crashes again, then you could just go on your phone. All right, no problem. Um, so this was the first, like, um, big project that I was in. Um, before I had done a lot of stage acting and um, spoken words, so um, I didn't really do many films. Um, so this was a really good opportunity. And when she reached out, I was like, Yeah, of course. So it, it was honestly the best experience I could ever have for a first film. Thank you, Sam. I love you. <laughs> okay. So I, I remember my freshman year. I really wanted to get into more like like performance art, right? 
And at the time, I was just like experimenting because I started doing art, like graphic design myself. And my dad signed me up for this um, New York like film like audition where like they'll help you like get parts and stuff like as a beginner. And I signed up for that. And then you ever seen the movie Juice with with Tupac? You ever seen that? It's from it's from like 1990. And I've heard of it though. It's a really good movie. It's probably one of his like more famous movies aside from the movie Poetic Justice. And there's this one scene, it's a locker room scene. Well not a locker, it's a hallway and they're by the lockers. And basically what happens in the movie is like they go rob a corner store and then everybody kind of like falls apart one by one, like psychologically. And then the one friend starts, Tupac, he starts killing everybody like one by one. And his, his friend's thinking about telling what happened. And then Tupac comes and there's this like really intense locker scene. And I had that down pat, like I practiced every single day for like three hours. And then the day, like the night came, like where I had to go the next morning. And I was, I just, like, I, I didn't want to go. I was like nervous. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going. And then, and then I was talking to a friend of mine and they, and they said, you know, just do it. And they like encouraged me. So now I stood up the entire night because I was like, really like, All right, I got to get this right. And then ironically, I woke up late and I missed it. That was like, that was like my lesson for where like, I don't, I don't need to hesitate anymore. So when I, when I did my short film, I found that like, I finally fulfilled that like, like, oh, I missed this opportunity, but now, now I'm doing it. And now it's my own situation. It's my own film. And it's not even me. It's a music video. It was a music video and there's this whole day, like two day shoot. And it was really good. A friend of mine, Mars and Gwen yeah. from our CCA program, they uh, shot it with their cameras and I provided like lighting and they got all the actors together and it was really good. Um, yeah, we saw a few of our friends were in it. I think Jade mm-hmm. and then I think Quincy from our drama department in our school was also in it. Yeah, they're both in it. Yeah. Yeah, they um Quincy played Lust and and um Jade played Anger cuz everybody is like supposed to be a representation of like 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 a toxic friend trait some of the dev- seven deadly sins. So like Jade, she did a really good job because there's this one part and I specifically told her like everybody's in the group and then she kind of goes like this and then pushes everybody out the way. And then she's like pointing at me, like, who do you think you are kind of stuff. And then, but like, they're, they're the toxic ones, but she, like, she did a good job in that too. Yeah. She's so talented. Yeah. She's yeah. been she in a, a bunch job. of shows and everything. She's so talented. I love her. I would, I wouldn't like be a lot of places that I am now without her. Cause she supports me so much. <laughs> yeah in our film there was this last part where we had like a last minute kind of thing and jade stepped in and was um mila's main character's um like partner in that scene so that was really cool how was that casting people was it just like you went to your friends and and then from there it's kind of like all right everybody jump in and let's just film this or is it like you like you had people like 
that you knew were acting and your friends with? So, um, in our, the high school we go to has like different majors. So there's like film majors, drama majors, dance majors, stuff like that. So I have a lot of friends, fortunately, who are in drama. So it was really easy to work with people I knew who already were like into acting and stuff like that. So everyone, well, generally everyone who is in the film is already acting in real life. And how was, how was the process of developing that script? Was it like, sometimes I get ideas and it's kind of like, like a lightning storm. It all just happens at once. Or like, like, you're like, all right, I want, like, I have an idea, like, of like, sometimes you just have like a picture of like a scene. And then from there, you kind of like map out this entire thing and you kind of, you start from the middle and then you like do the, end, you do the beginning and then you do the end. So like, how was that like writing that script and doing the storyboard? So there's actually a funny thing that I, I couldn't come up with an idea for a script. And so I was like struggling for a long, a long time with like, writer's block and I was like you know what why don't I write about this sort of art block that this girl has and I just kind of developed it further into the script and the movie we have now. So you kind of like put you portrayed what your experience onto the onto that film. Yeah definitely. I did that twice. Ahmed, Ahmed and I we, we went to the same grammar school same elementary school so I always kind of knew him and like when we would talk, it'd always be about something of like significance. So like when I was a sophomore, I decided to do like a a short film, right? And this is like when I was like 15. So like when you're 15, you have like no brain cells. So right, I was I like, this when I was 15 too. so yeah. for me, it was like really poorly organized. And I had, I wanted 50 people in it. So it was for clothing, like, kind of like commercial and like I just like where am I going to find 50 actors and my high school doesn't really like do that that much plus I wasn't really like I wasn't thinking about reaching out to like how you did with reaching out to the people in the acting program in your high school so I just put on my my social media like I need 50 actors and then and then I eventually got 50 people and I had them sign contracts to where like you agree and I'll release your media and things of that sort, right? And it was a two-day rehearsal and Ahmed, Ahmed came to both. Ahmed was supposed to be the drummer. So like for me at that time, I feel like I needed to like prove myself because I had this idea of making a clothing brand and I wanted to like flaunt it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm doing this. It's strong, it's happening. So I did this like, the military kind of style everybody had the same exact outfit and everybody was like doing a march to like drums and everything and there was like out of the 50 people that signed up 15 came 15 came so like i had 50 shirts of like 20 different sizes each of the same exact shirt that i made right like me and my friends we made them by hand and then so i had all these extra shirts and then 15 people came. And then when we started filming, like we had, we did drone shots and we didn't have a handheld camera. So like we used a drone as the camera, like when we weren't flying it, then we used it as a camera. And then it was funny because my friend, my friend, Michael Tillett, he was, he was on the podcast last episode. And 
both days because we did a rehearsal and then we did the the film and both days a bird pooped on him both days like two days in a row he got pooped on and it was, it was just really hilarious and everybody kind of took it as like a good luck omen it was really funny all right hold on um so that was a solid um intro but on the uh, topic of blue iris we're gonna um all right so the way we're gonna do this first we're gonna um address naima that's how you say it right naima yeah all right so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna besides acting do you um like do any other types of art um yeah uh i do uh poetry so uh spoken word with um a club and a competitive group um in my school which i joined last year um as a freshman okay. and uh i had never like actually written any poems before freshman year it was mostly um reciting them um for like a, a competition i had in my middle school so when I came to high tech and I heard that there was this one poetry club, I was like so excited. And I finally started, like wrote my first poem. And I think that's where it really um, took off. Um, show called Word Up. And that's when we all like, um, say, like speak and do our poetry in front of people. And everybody was so supportive of my poetry and I kept, going from there so um i auditioned to be in the competitive group and i was the only freshman on that group so i was really 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 proud of myself um and then i also sing just a little bit but um we'll see where that goes <laughs> yeah that's pretty all right that's that's good to know so what i'm gonna do now because uh this is um recording for the audience i'm just gonna um with this can you guys see the screen yeah i can see everything and i'm not sure if the audio works so we're just gonna test it out real quick all right so i believe it was this one you know that one was you singing it was actually really good but this one is uh let me know if you can uh, hear the audio i can hear it the audio yeah, yeah i hear it Oh, what the frick? That was an accident. Technical difficulties. <laughs> it's so <laughs> and they would have stopped clapping, so it's like, wow. And that's at your high school, right? Yeah, how long is this a blur? That's tough. You know what's funny? I never even watched that before. I swear to God, I never watched that before. And Damon, you heard what she just said, right? 
So good. I couldn't really hear the audio, but I did hear like, like, I'm not really sure. I couldn't make it out. All right, towards the end, she said, um, uh, praying to Allah to never uh, be called a terrorist again. That's so. the part of her terrorist. Yeah, right? something like I that. I didn't want to say that All unless right. I like I. That's really it. wild though, because I swear to God, I've never seen this video before, and it just <laughs> happens to be Ramadan as we're watching this. So what? Yes. What are the yes. odds? So I'm just gonna. Are you Muslim? Yes, I am. All right. So am I. I that's that's wild. I did not know that. All right. That's all. <laughs> My dad is Moroccan, so. But I wrote that poem and added this one line. That's why everyone was clapping. Was because this kid, um, these a couple of kids at my school actually dressed up as uh, Muslims and then they called themselves terrorists. And I really, what? So what? Wait, what happened to those kids? Did they get in like trouble or anything? Honestly, I don't really know. I think they got um terrorists. That's terrible. Can't really do much about that. Yeah. But yeah, that was like really like I was really good. I was really good. Thank you. So I appreciated that. But all right, we're gonna slightly transition now to the director, uh, Samiksha. So you guys can still see my screen. Yeah. All right. So Samiksha, you mind reading your uh your your bio right here? Oh, okay. Um, so it says Samiksha Thakur Sam. Is a 16-year-old visual artist based in the NJ and NY area. Among many other passions, such as in playing instruments and entrepreneurship, she is greatly passionate in filmmaking. All right. So, okay, we we've seen the um film multiple times, but something you never mentioned was like um your oh my god your other things. Nah, these are really good. No, no. Oh my god. <laughs> These are really good. Oh my good. goodness. Especially yeah, I did that when I was like in seventh grade. The fact that I still don't I don't know how you were able to do that. I was looking at it. I don't know how to even do like that stop frame thing. It's really tough. Especially this part right here. I, I literally got ready just for this part right here where you have like the little notes flying out. That's tough. That's tough. Okay, so that was created in, I think, seventh grade for like a project I had in English class. Um, I just, I can't look at my older works and just think, wow, that was good because they weren't. And oh, yeah, I respect <laughs> I just, I can't, like, you know, that's why I'm just getting a little, you know, nervous right now. No, nah, I don't, though, because we, we appreciate it out here. And if anything, you can only go up from here, you know, it's all improvement. Right. But um, another thing, that I saw was actually I'm gonna save that for last because that 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 was the best part. We're gonna do um where is it? There's too many tabs open. Also, yeah, you also have uh pictures uh as a photographer, which is really nice. Like this one right here. Yeah. I like this one. This we have something like this uh in my kitchen somewhere. I like it. it looks really professional mm -hmm. too. Um I don't really do photography, but I think I am looking into it and you know, trying to get better. You did take these though, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah, these are fire. All right, let's move on to this one. I think it was this one. This one. This was so tough. All right, Damon, watch this. Just look how tough this video is. Yeah. 
I swear when I saw this the first time, this part right here. How did you do that? Um, I don't know. You'd have to ask my eighth eighth grade creative mind. <laughs> I actually this is my sub admission video for the school I'm currently in. Um but yeah, I I guess I took pictures frame by frame and then put them all together. Just to like, is it in the air or is it on something? Oh, okay. Um, so the cheese is actually, it was like, it, it just had enough grease to stick on this little like door uh, frame. <laughs> so I was able to like stop it and yeah. That's pretty good. All right. I'm just gonna That's really good. Right? Right. And look at this part. I'm just going to fast forward real quick so we don't uh, linger too much on this. Whereas I think it was right here. Yeah, it was this part when the little mouse was rolling around. <laughs> That was fire. I like that. Yeah, for me, I really appreciate that because I do animation and like seeing like like clay animation like that is that I know that's really hard to do. And I, I do watch like videos on YouTube. I go watch channels that do like stop animation. Like have you ever seen the um like the Tyler Creator like claymation video that he did that was really good. Oh yeah. And for me, like I didn't know you did that until Ahmed showed me that. So for me, I was like, what? She does that too? She does animation, a director, photography. And uh, you're, you're a really pure example of what we are presenting in this show, like youth entrepreneurship. And, oh, yeah, I do have a business yeah. now. Oh, oh, well, that, that was the favorite part. That's what I was saving for last. Oh. We're going to transition into that. Right. Um, <laughs> um, what's it called? Um, all right, here, I'm going to share it back real quick just to show uh, a part of the film that I feel that most people would um, uh, agree with, or at least uh, I'll say something to share. All right, you guys can see the screen, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, we're going to go right here. It was at 910, I believe. This was the part of the film that to me was like, yeah, people could definitely relate to this. Now the whole film is relatable, but this like line, even like the sequence of texting and everything is just, I was like, I'm pretty sure we've all done this at least once before. All right, let's put it like this. There goes Naeem. Mr. Richards, you were right. I don't believe in my work enough and I still feel this way. I really want to keep trying, but until I set my insecurities aside and focus on the positive things, whatever they are, I'm just going to stop creating for a while. I know you expected more from me, but believe me, I feel like I'm not enough. Sorry for my outburst the other day. Sincerely, Mila.
You see that part I find very significant because you, you deleted the part where you admit you don't feel good enough. And that like kind of plays on everyone to where like, like you want to talk to somebody about what you're struggling with, but you don't want to feel insecure and vulnerable. And for me that like, that really just addresses that whole, that whole like thought process of like, should I call my friend or should I talk to my father or my mom? And like you, now that you're a teenager, you kind of feel like, oh, I don't want to be like this, like baby. I don't want to be this kid. I don't want to be a burden on people. I'm not, yeah. I'm not their problem. But in reality, you are. You're still a child, and you're still growing. And for me, that's like, like really relatable. And that's not even just for kids. That's like, that's a message for anyone. For anyone through all generations, through all time. That's something that I'm sure everyone has experienced and some people don't know how to admit it don't know how to portray it but you really nailed it with that because she wrote it and then she deleted it and said exactly Sorry. That's, that's, everyone's done that before. yeah thank you so much i try to be as real as possible without being too much of a cliche because i feel like if if you if you think about like um, removing the cliches of your story, you might use the story in itself. So, well, yeah. Uh, nah, that's very good. Um, what's it called? What was your, the thing that uh, I had to like, think about like what something, like did this just come to you or did like, was the story based off an experience or was it like, like what was the inspiration for you like making? Um, so, be because I just do so many arts, sometimes I do have like this art block and I don't really know what to create and I just have this moment of like, I just feel like I'm not productive enough or I procrastinate. And so I just wanted to kind of bring that to light a little bit in the main character, Mila. And she does experience art block throughout the story and feelings of like sadness and feeling like you're not wanted. And so I just felt like that was something everyone can relate to. I, I agree with that 100%. And what's it called? Naima, you did a, a very good job as uh, portraying Mila, especially like uh, towards the beginning where you had like that little uh, attitude thing. Like most kids, oh, for some yeah. reason, most kids can't act, but yours, it wasn't cringy at all. Like it felt like I was watching like a like a show, so it was very well directed. It was so funny when I showed this to my parents. They, they, they made they make a lot of fun of me, and they're like, "Man, you have so much attitude, right?" <laughs> I showed them the film, and they're like, "She's not acting; she's just being herself." I was like, "That is so weird," <laughs> but I was kidding. Um, yeah, I love that you could see the character development within Mila, and I think that Sam did such a great job writing it and. There were like a lot of like rewrites, but like they were they were so good because you could tell she really cares about her art and everything. That was amazing. Like, uh, thank you. Good. I'm glad and you guys. So, so now and, I'm gonna just and and art you can always see like a piece of the artist's like soul in it. Like there's always like this like resemblance of that person in their work. And for me, like, it's such a universal, like, message that, like, anybody that's 
that's like a creator, like they they will relate to that film, and that's why it's so impactful. You keep going. I'm just gonna put these in the backies. So, how how would you recommend to all the people out there trying to create? Because right now, there's a lot of there's a lot of creativity flurries out there. Like everybody's going on on Instagram and starting these projects. How how would you recommend them overcoming procrastination? Because I you think, did talk about that. Yeah. Um, I think that if you really put your mind to something, you're you're going to do it. And if there's if it's something you believe in a project or just literally doing your homework, if you really believe in like yourself and your determination and ambition, then you can you can get things done and do it well. Nice. Nice. I think it's yeah. I, just, I think it's just like changing your mindset about the way you look at things. Honestly, you know, it's crazy. Like that's what you just said though. A lot of like, uh, I'm not gonna say kids, but a lot of our uh, peers, for some reason, they just can't really think that way. You know what I'm saying? It right. seems to me that you guys have maybe um, a thought for longevity, somewhat look towards the future, but maybe not too much that you're only indulged in the future, but at least like you have an understanding that you know, you have to be somewhat productive and it's, it shows through your actions. Yeah, I don't think you can change with the same mindset that you're putting out there with your procrastination and, you know, unproductive behavior. It, it, it really just depends. It starts with you, I feel like. And you can have an idea and you can have these plans and projects, but if you yourself are not in the mental space that you're supposed to be to complete these projects, then it's not going to happen. The way you want it to exactly all right so i'm gonna uh scare, share my screen one more time for the this is now this is what i've been waiting for this is when i saw this i got very excited this part right you guys see the screen yeah all right so this is a simple moon mm -hmm. this 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 is this just, just look at it you you wouldn't assume that Actually, how old are you? I'm not even sure how old you are. How old are you? You wouldn't assume that a 16-year-old has a website selling her own handmade crafts. And then, and if you don't believe they're handmade, they're definitely Germany, handmade. We're going to go back to the outer edge wow. and cut it into a better looking circle. When you textured it, some parts of the outer edge may have looked bigger than other parts of the outer edge. So by doing this, you make the ice cream look a lot more like the basic ice cream scoops you see on TV. Where do you guys find this stuff? <laughs> Remember to retexture the parts you cut. This is a very optional step, but if you'd like, you can make another ice cream scoop like I did. Cherry flavored one is bigger than the vanilla flavored one for effect. Place the ice cream scoops under the cupcake base from before. You may need to use translucent liquid Sculpey to help the second ice cream scoop stay secure on top of the bottom one. We're not going to make it too long, but pretty mm -hmm. much she literally just made this ice cream thing with her hand. And look how it came out. That's pretty fire. That's pretty fire. She actually um, made earrings um, for my mom, who is a dog groomer, 
and for like all her clients and they're just so incredible they're so cute <laughs> and then yeah, was, like, is that it right there the dog charm yeah that was one of them oh. this is legit and now the reason why this to me is so like uh important is simply because our brand is entrepreneurship and this right here it doesn't really get more entrepreneurial than literally crafting something with your hand and then selling it that's that's pretty much what it is and then you read the customer service and it's like this is pretty fire she's right here this little bunny mermaid is so adorable i got it for my daughter for her birthday and it arrived on her birthday it totally made a day i love sam's creation so much i'm extremely pleased by my adorable purchase fast shipping very sweet seller like i don't even have ear piercing but i might have to cop just for the one time <laughs> like this is really good and then you have your uh instagram here and i noticed that you know you're watermarking your things you want to explain why you're watermarking your things? <laughs> okay yes so um i don't know if you've already watched the video of me like crying which i feel like you might have Definitely yes <laughs> okay um so the thing with that was that when i was first starting out with creating these little clay um, jewelry, people would like take these pictures and claim that they made it. And then people would, they would get the likes, the comments, and they would like rip customers off with like um, advertising something that wasn't there, something that they couldn't ship out. And so I had to start watermarking my um, images so that people wouldn't be able to steal and then people would know where exactly it came from smart and what i really respect about that is the fact that most people again you know no, i'm not gonna uh generalize but a lot of people um if somebody was to take something from them that they worked hard for tend to usually give up because they just feel like all right well honestly what's the point but i, I admire uh, your resilience and the fact that you just thought of a creative way to be like all right you can take the picture but now it has my water thing on it mm -hmm. is is very smart in the very way to as you would say uh grow so I, I was, it was very smart. Thank you so much. All right, we're gonna go pop. Now here's her Instagram, and then her shop is called The Simple Shop. All right, we could pretty much transition onto anything else now, because that's I just really wanted to cover that. So you have Naima, the actress, and then Sam, the director. So what's what's the plan after this? What's the next what's the next film? Is there gonna be one? Will there be a continuation of the Blue Iris story? What's next? So of course I'm gonna keep making more films. Um I'm not just gonna stop at one project. But there will not be a continuation of Blue Iris because personally when I watch movies I only like to watch the first version because I feel like the second and the third is like never as good as the original. And so I guess keep the audience wanting more, but don't give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to build an audience though. Very solid. Yeah. And with, with your beginning starting towards film, you did your short film, Blue Iris. What, what direction would you go as, as you get older? Because some people go to film school, some people just record they just go out and do it 
and others they'll move out to California and they'll just live out there and try and meet people. Like I think about that quite often and I think it's very important to move beyond your home at at a young age because that's a time to do it. So for you, how would you see yourself conducting that? Would you see yourself staying here and kind of building it out here? Because there's a lot of filmmakers that did do that. Like I um like George Lucas, he he built he built his studio in in um San Francisco in the 60s and that wasn't a thing you can't make movies in San Francisco but you did it and actually right next door there's um there's this company that makes they make film movie sets they make sets in Jersey City so like you you don't have to go out to LA you don't have to go out to Hollywood you can be in New York and there's a lot of studios throughout the country that that produce these big films how how would you see yourself conducting film production in the future? So I think with um, advancing in a film career, it's very, I almost like chance, it depends on the people you know. And if you could, you know, not have too much talent as the next guy, but if you know a lot of people in the film industry, you can get far. So just with that sort of stuff, I do want to move to LA hopefully after high school if that's not possible the film school is really expensive so I don't really know if I'm going to be taking film in college but I definitely want to like at least minor in it um also it's just great to have an education so I am going to go to college and even if it's not in film school I will still pursue film after it and the thing with New York is that New York is more Broadway and TV while California is like film and Hollywood. So hopefully California soon, but not soon, but you know, eventually. Yeah. What about you, um, Naima? Is that just me? Oh, I think Yeah, I can't hear Are you muted? She's not mm -hmm. muted. Do you want me to use my phone? Oh, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're no, good. No, we can hear okay. you now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why this is happening. Right. Um, so, um, I'm planning right now on just doing more auditions. Um, like, I have an account on this um, thing called uh, Backstage. So, I'm um, doing more auditions. Yeah, they, they have I'm on there. opportunities. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it like they have a lot? I of get emails people. like every like hour. I get emails from there. Me too. This <laughs> it's kind of annoying, but I mean, I guess we need it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm planning on doing more um auditions so I can get that more experience in that and um focusing on my training through um, my major. So, um, and then after high school, um, I always get this question if I want to do film or stage and I'm always stuck in the middle because it's like I, I'm I'm happy doing either as long as I'm acting so if I'm going to be applying to colleges in both New York and California so I just hope for the best 
<laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's I don't think I have any upcoming projects. Wait, what's that? Say that last part again. I'm not sure if I have any upcoming projects yet, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, I just have one more question for you guys, and then uh, uh, Damon could take over. Um, what was, oh, it's 2020, I'm bugging. And like, where do you guys see yourselves in like a decade from now? Like after, let's say you go to college, after college is done, like what is your um, ideal situation you like to be in? You know? Like where would you like to be? What would you like to be doing like, in, in about a decade? That's not too far. Can I know you wanna go first? <laughs> Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Wait, now I can hear you. Can you hear you? You can now. hear me now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to join on my phone? Yeah. I, I mean, whatever works. It's good right now, though. It's okay. All right. Um. So, hopefully, I would be on my way to, like become like getting an Oscar hopefully I don't know but um that's like a big dream of mine um I want to after acting get into um screenwriting and directing because um I did do a little bit of that in um middle school as well but um I don't know I think overall around the field of acting it's just where I want to be for the rest of my life. So, yeah, I I uh, I love artistic expression, especially through film and stage and everything. So hopefully, still in there, you know. What about you? So in ten years, I guess I'd be like twenty six. So I want to start off by doing like production assistant jobs on like sets. So that's like literally the smallest role. Um, in a film set, which is like giving coffee, it's like director and people on the set, just really anything they need help with. But I do want to work my way up. So hopefully when I'm 26, um, I, I, I'm working maybe above the line somewhere in the film industry, although that is really early in a film career, still 26 is really early. So, but I definitely do see myself on a film set. That's great. Go ahead, so, I saw when we watched the video, you did stop motion animation, and you have your jewelry that you produce. But why, why storytelling as your primary outlet for art? So ever since I've been young, I've just been. I do so many things and I really feel like I'm the type of person to not, like do a bunch of things but not be extremely good at all of them. So I think with film, it's just you have to really, 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 really work hard and put, you have to do, it's like down to the T, everything must be perfect or as perfect as you can get it. And so I think it, it's just really better oh, or like, um, a larger outlet for me to express myself and my creativity than like making jewelry out of clay, which is just like, I don't really put myself 
or my um, feelings or personality traits into those like little animals. You just, there's just jewelry. So with film, I could do that. Passion, you just described a very nice passion. How about, how about you, Naeem? Why, why acting? Because I know you said you do spoken word and I've, I've been to a few like spoken word events and they're like, everybody's really passionate. Like the, the room, the energy in a room where spoken word is being taken place. Like everybody's like, Oh, like, like, like really like gassing it up. But it's always like eloquently said because it's not like, it's not like you're like freestyling or like trying to, you know, just having fun. Like you're coming in there with a set like goal to spread this message. Why why double down on acting and not spoken words? Um, I feel like with acting I can I love I love being able to tell um some like a story of a character using um it, I read this thing where I watched this, this uh, video on YouTube that said um, with a certain acting style, you know, um, it's said that each actor um, had a bit of themselves within the character they were playing. And I thought that that stuck by me for so long because um, with anything that I do, I always want to make sure that I'm spreading a message that I have been through the same thing as everyone else um, and that we can get through something together, especially with spoken word. I, I mostly write my poems not only for me, but to help bring awareness that you are not alone in it and I totally understand what you're going through and we got this. We just need to get through this one bump in the road and it's going to be okay. We just need to stick through it. Um, I I think acting just brings out more a lot more challenges too because it it is hard to become a, a different person and to express the emotions that um, people want you to express but I think it's just getting in touch with that emotional side that I really really love um, uh, so I think even in Blue Iris it was just I totally understood how Mila felt because she's constantly thrown all of these like hindrances and um like she's like being thrown rocks like that's how I felt and she was being you know tested like throughout the whole film she, she was being tested like what are you gonna do if you are failing your like your classes and then you have a an art piece that you have to get done in four days and you haven't even started so I thought that was just that just represented literally everything in my life <laughs> so I love expressing that um sense of struggle to help other people you know yeah all right yeah, so see that that part of the movie like before she's like starts doing the painting because she's inspired by her friendship, the flower, the iris. The the part where you're like people get stuck in this like 
position where like you're always presented with are you going to give up or are you going to keep moving but like when you keep moving like you kind of like reluctantly drag your feet through it and the only thing that's really like keeping you from not giving up is that you don't want to look back at yourself and say like why why didn't i do this why didn't i do that and you'll see that like like in the message like i'm sorry so that kind of that's kind of like a past tense of that that whole emotion of like i'm dragging my feet but i'm still gonna do it you know it's like it's the it's the like hero's journey like you have the reluctant you have the reluctant individual and we all stagnate towards greatness i feel like i feel like there's this fear of greatness and this ideal self is so significant that like you kind of like it's kind of like when you get in trouble and then you're with your parents and you kind of just look at the ground but you're you're still accepting and you still love like you have this ideal self and you're so bashful because you know like you're not that person yet but that's you that can be you and there's like these moments where that that ideal self does shine and that's when you finally cross the threshold but you don't even realize it until you're done with the task and like oh this is what it feels like all right on to the next thing right that's exactly how i felt with the film yeah. as well mm -hmm. I, I was doing a lot of the local stuff so can't hear you again I heard it a little bit and then it cut off. Yeah, she says like local stuff and then it cut out. I think it's the air pause low key. Okay. I think I can hear you. Yeah. I can hear you a little bit. Now I can hear you now. Can you guys still hear me? I hear you yeah. now. Okay, so it was probably my AirPods. I'm sorry. Um, before the film, I was doing a lot of um, local stuff, so mostly in my high school, and I've always had that urge to branch out. And I feel like if I didn't really do something outside of the school, then I was being held back, and it was my fault. And I get a lot of like self doubt um, with my work. So it's like, if I'm not excelling outside, then I'm not doing that good, you know, because that's what you need to do in this industry is go outside of your comfort zone. So I was so blessed when, when Sam texted me. I was like, she really pulled through. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so happy with everything. All right. I have just one more question. Answer it. Honestly, you can, you know. Um, and about it's, it's it's similar to the last question, except this is a lot of people are reluctant to answer this question because either they don't want to be like judged or they're scared that they dream too big, something like that. Don't yeah, life's too scary about what other people think. So just answer it the uh, best way you can. So I don't know how many set amount of years, but let's just say 
preparing you for it. What is your like ideal career after you've done everything you've done? Like all this work is for what? Any of you can do this. Could you ask it again? Why why are you doing this? Why are you making the sacrifices now? Like what are you what are you building up to? Like, okay, you want to do these films, you want to win an Oscar, but why? Like why why make these sacrifices? Why have this dedication? What is what is this goal you have all the way at the end? Like like you kind of can like sit back and like all right, I'm like I'm satisfied. Or is that not even a thing? Like some people are just yeah. never satisfied. Um I feel like I, I would like for there to be a time in my life where I am satisfied. And so I think the ultimate goal is to be signed to like possibly like a, a production company where I can consistently screenwrite for movies or edit or something like that. Something above the line. I just want to I just want to live the American dream, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. That's solid. Yeah. What about you? I wanna, I wanna win an Oscar. <laughs> That's the ultimate goal, winning an Oscar. I would love to win an Oscar too. <laughs> <laughs> it was like mind blown if that ever happened to me. Um, if I think about it, but um, I, I feel like I do this, and not only just to challenge myself because, you know like before given the self-doubt like am I really gonna push through am I really gonna stay like with it if you know with even with acting there's so much like rejection that you have to go through so it's just a battle with yourself all the time and like really wondering like are you gonna stick to it are you gonna keep going on auditions even though you're rejected by like 20 other people like are you gonna keep going so I think it's a good challenge for myself too, but doing what I love, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. And the thing is, um, in like correlation with what you just said, uh, like, you wanting to, uh, both of you wanted to win an Oscar is very doable. The only reason. Yeah, I'm still on. Can I get you anything? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> you good? good all right there we go so like is is very reachable now depending on who you talk to they'll be like oh i don't even know why you would try that and those are the people that you would call um i'm trying to think of a nice word um, th those people are just you don't want to surround yourself with those people and i'm pretty sure you're aware of that by now like i remember i had a, a teacher like a real teacher this was like two years ago in high school and then she asked us oh, what the career was and somebody said they wanted to be like a professional athlete and she literally said flat out like i'm this is verbatim oh you'll never be able to do that you could be behind the scenes though like to the student's face in everybody's like in the class like she just said it like that and then there'll always be people like that now that kid ended up not really continuing with sports because that got to him but yeah, it's, it's sad, but that's the reality of things. You're always going to face, like, rejection. You're always going to face haters. But at the end of the day, the only person limiting whatever you can do is you. Like, so if, like, for, say, the Oscar thing, you can easily – I'm not going to say easily, but you can get an Oscar if you literally apply yourself to get an Oscar, meaning how much are you willing to sacrifice, how much time are you willing to put in. It's At the end of the day, how bad do you want it, you know, because you don't want to live life 
kind of just like half-assing things, you know, whatever it is in life that you want and you apply yourself, there's no reason you shouldn't get it. Cause that means, you know, mentally, whatever adversities come to you, you're going to overcome it. Cause you just want that thing so bad, whether it's rejection, whether it's financial, like, um, discrepancies, whether it's anything that just brings you down, it shouldn't even phase you. You should almost have like a stoic mindset to it. You know what I'm saying? Which is like anything outside your control. There's no, there's no reason to worry about it. And then I, that's a lot of things that I see that you guys have adapted. And I just wish more of our peers would adapt uh, that type of mindset because we could be very successful in literally anything if we just brought each other up, you know? Yeah. That was really inspirational. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, the idea of believing yourself has always been prevalent with me. And it's just throughout all generations and throughout all motifs of stories or religions like my coach when I was a freshman I was playing football and I was just playing to have fun I wasn't my goal wasn't to go play college football right and he said to me look do you believe in yourself I was like yeah like I didn't know like what that meant so like for me I was like yeah I believe in myself that's why I'm here but like I ended up transferring out of that school and on one of the things he said to me, like, he was a really good coach. Um, and he said, look, you want to, you don't want to do this and that. You want to double down, essentially. And I guess he was, I don't think his intention was to, for me to be like, okay, let me just go pursue art and leave school and stop playing football. <laughs> for me to double down on sports. But for me, like, that kind of, like, made me realize, oh, I'm not, I'm not looking to be this football character. I'm looking to be what I always wanted to do. And that is create something that can be value to society. And not to the American society, but there's things that take generations to be appreciated. Like, for example, um, like there's there's so many novels, so many authors that like for instance the great Gatsby that wasn't really accepted until like later on generations like there's a lot of things, so I'm not concerned about getting my message to the whole world. I'm just concerned about getting it out and making sure I give all that I can, and you know that doesn't it doesn't matter if so-and-so believes in you because they don't work for you. They don't sleep. They don't do anything that you need to do to survive. And the, the belief in yourself is really what brings you forth. And like you look at all these people like The Rock. The Rock was homeless and now he's the most paid actor in, in Hollywood, right? Obviously he built his way up and his father was a wrestler, but he was homeless, and now he's number one. Nobody can touch the rock. There's so many people of that rags to riches, and it's so attractive, but then once you get hit with that trial and tribulation, either you're gonna flake or you're just gonna carry that burden. You're gonna carry that. And for me, no, I, there's a lot of people in my family that that have 
when they were younger wanted to do a creative pursuit, but they stopped, they stagnated. And for me, like I, I have it like in the palm, I have a palm in my hands. And if I stop now, if I just say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna play it safe and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get a, a major in marketing and then I'll do this on the side. Like for me, like if it means 10 years of just like being at the bottom, but in my mind, I'm number one. You know, like material might say I'm here, but I know I'm here, right? And that's how I feel now. Like right now, I already feel like I'm doing what I want, but there's still like these decisions I have to make, right? So like, do I want to commit to school? And a lot, there's probably a million people with that same, that same issue at this very moment. And for you, you're, you're younger than me. So when that decision does come, I really do say, believe in yourself and double down. And that's really all it is. That's all it is. Look at what inspires you. Like, and you'll be like, oh, these guys believe in themselves. She believed in herself. Like, and for you, you're, you're like a strong female person. You're, you're a strong female leader. So for you, you're, like, you're, you're really going to carry that, that torch of leadership. And for me, like I have all my heroes. But for me, you inspired me. So like, like you, I know you will if you, you know, continue doing what you're doing and exceed what you're doing now exceed what you believe you could like there's so many things that i thought i would never be able to do like animation but i did it this i'm doing now this literally started from a conversation so like something might seem small but it's like a mustard seed like you know that that parable like like the faith of a mustard seed right so you know it's gonna start very small humble beginnings but it will be exalted so for me it's like you got to have a stoic attitude, you know, you're going to, you're going to be in that storm. And that's what the boat is. That's what the boat is. It's just prevail. So believe in yourself and the world is yours, I guess. So I think before you guys asked us, like, what our ideal goal is. So now I'm wondering, what are your ideal goals? Oof. I would like to know. <laughs> I would very much like to know. Damon, you want to go first? Ahmed, I would like you to take it, uh, take yeah, the torch on this first. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right, see, even though you people, I just said earlier that um, you shouldn't be afraid to uh tell people your dreams and stuff like that, only because you know, like you only live once, as far as we know. You know, what I'm saying we we don't know whatever is after this life if it's similar to this life. So whatever you do, why not go 100 percent, right? Yeah, I'm a complete hypocrite. So it's like. I, I mean, I don't mind telling, I'm definitely going to tell you nonetheless, but it's just like, even though like I'm, I'm well aware that this isn't something that should be bothering me. I'm still a person. It does bother me a little bit. Like I know I shouldn't worry about judgment, but nonetheless, it still affects me. Right. But to answer your question, my um dream, I say, um, it's not really, it's not a career per se. It's, I have a goal that I would like to attain and it sounds ah see like i'm thinking about it like i'm thinking about saying it and it's like why would you say that like i'm literally already doubting myself no nothing is stupid enough it's okay no, it's I not even that. stupid 
I remember I even told my parents about it and it was like, okay, that's a little, they just, they didn't say none of that, but they were like, that's a little, hey, try your best, you know? But pretty much the end goal is um, maybe about like 30 to 40 years, I'm gonna, um, well, actually, I'm gonna give you some background first so it doesn't seem kind of just like random. Um, I was born here, right? Like I was born um, here, but like when I was like, under a year old, I moved to Senegal, which is in West Africa, right? And I was pretty much raised there. So I was born in America, but I was raised in Senegal. And then I moved back to America when I was like um, seven, eight-ish, right? So I had to learn like English and all this stuff. Like, yeah, so like my first language isn't even English, it's like French and like a African uh, tongue. But um, pretty much on my time there, and like, of course, like uh, every now and then, we'd visit uh, Senegal back again. And um, I would just see the difference of lifestyle here. there, And it's like, we're all living in the same time. It's not like they're living 10 years behind us. Like we clearly have the same time. So why is it that we have all these luxuries when they don't even have the basic necessities? You know what I mean? Like, and then it goes on to this whole deeper political thing and everyone having an agenda and pretty much like, yeah, I don't have enough time to really give details on that because it took like pretty much years of research. But that the top of the goal is um, there's just always been corruption everywhere in the world, especially Africa, right? One of the highest um, sources of natural resources that currently get objectified and just taken like, and they just, the reason for that is education. They're, Ignorance isn't a bad word, but people use it as a bad word. But I'm, it's just to say the people there are ignorant. My people over there are 100% ignorant. They don't understand that this is your land. Why are you getting taxed on your own land? You know what I'm saying? Why are you paying your, like, why are you paying other countries to export your oil? You know what I'm saying? How can you be this poor and everyone's getting rich off of you? It, it's, it's, it's just so upsetting when you think about it. It's like, all it takes is a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of knowledge, and you realize, oh, I don't really need any of these countries just coming in and taking my stuff. So let me, I'm spiraling right now, but just to get back in the um, goal is kind of to like, when I'm older, uh, I plan on maybe not living there, but definitely moving back and pretty much uh, just completely redoing their whole political system. And I know it's very doable and it will take effort and, the, the number one fear that keeps coming into my head is that people don't want you to kind of make uh, them like people don't like when you learn things because when you learn things, you start to be self-reliant, you know, and when you start to get self-reliant, other people don't make as much off you. And this is like a whole just like a political thing. But like if Africa right now was to step up, like a perfect example is a country in Africa is Rwanda, who literally I don't know if it was the Italians. Um, they kicked out one of the. Um, Eastern countries, right? And then they've just been thriving since then. They have their own currency, they have their own policies, their own laws, their own everything, completely self-sufficient, right? And then they came from like, you know, like when you think of Africa, like a lot of people have these stereotypes, they think of like lions walking around sand and tiki huts. That's really not the case. I mean, we're definitely a couple years behind, but we still have modern technologies, but Rwanda, if you were to look at Rwanda, it would low-key look like it's a part of the future. It looks like a real-life Wakanda. Like, it's, it's no joke. Like, it looks pretty nice. You wouldn't assume that it was Africa. And it only took one leader 
to just change that completely. They were like, "I right, like we're not we're not messing with y'all no more. Like we're we're doing our own thing." And then that's exactly what happened. So my goal is somehow, some way. I know I'm gonna achieve it nonetheless, but somehow, some way is just to rearrange that that ignorance, just to teach the people that they don't they shouldn't be getting clapped. Like they shouldn't be in the position they're in because they have the resources, they have the people. There's nothing really stopping them but themselves. And that goes back to what we were saying before of that self-doubt. Like a lot of people, I remember when I was there, when, I saw, you know, I'll give you my cousin as an example, because I still talk to my cousin like over WhatsApp. Like he always tells me how he wants to move to America because how there's better opportunities in America. Like you were saying earlier, like the American dream, so on and so forth. And I'm saying, well, why can't you just do everything you want to do back home? And then he's saying, well, it's kind of hard. You know, we don't have all these uh, advantages that you guys have. We don't have all these resources that you guys have. And then it's like, why? Why don't you have these resources? And it always stems down. I don't even like really talking to politics about people, but that's just really what it is. Politics truly do run the world. And it's, it's, it's sad, but that's the truth. So somehow, some way, the, the goal at the end of this is um, just to fix that kind of, you know, make uh, my people more aware, make sure at least somehow some way before i leave this earth i can leave knowing that i, I definitely made a positive change and then um i don't know i just don't like seeing people suffer like that or people in general suffer but especially suffering off ignorance it's just it's it's not it's very upsetting yeah that's about it i just want to change it man i'm i'm gonna add i'm gonna add to that um from what i studied and from what i understand politics is just a dance right so you have the it's a whole room of people dancing right it's a ball right and it's this big sphere and everybody's in there at once and there's the you have the composer or dj whatever right you have you have to like you have to be yourself and be free and moving right so for me like i look at like i looked at history right and like the idea of like oh i want to be remembered like i think that's like if you think about historical figures that are remembered right and if you know anything about history you'll think of for instance you'll think of like julius caesar napoleon hitler. adolf hitler and then like maybe somebody else right but those are like the three most famous people like people that like history you know them, you know those names. And they're all greedy people that had this vision of I'm gonna do what I want and this is my utopia, <laughs> right? So it's like you study that, right? And then you start to think, wait, I have an idea of a utopia too. Am I like this person, I don't know. right? But then you gotta go back to like, oh, it's the intention, right? So where, why do I wanna do this? Right? It's not about the how, because there's always a how, but why is very, very important. So then I started to say, okay, where is these selfless people throughout history? Right? Now, some people be like, oh, John F. Kennedy, great president. Now, I, I have, I'm a, like a history guy, so I collect things. So I have a couple of John F. Kennedy like historical significant items, but he wasn't really a great guy. Right? So then I started to look at more people. So, like, you have somebody, for instance, the, uh, the, the leader of South Africa, um, 
Mandela. Say that again. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. He was in prison for how many years? Like three decades, right? Three decades, maybe more. And that's that's right? that's an example of what I was talking about earlier. How so, anyone just try to change something, like they get arrested or they get assassinated. Yeah. So for me, like I look at all these people, right? And the people that really do change culture, it's it's in a selfless way. So I had to like kind of think about like, okay, like selfless, being selfless is the key to changing uh, society, right? So you look at like America and you say the American dream, right? That's kind of like, we talked about that, me and the men. And it's like this concept, like, what does that even mean? And for me, it's kind of like, like what Ahmed said, okay, America is the, part of that Western culture, but it also stuck a, the middle finger to it and said, no, I'm gonna have my own land. But at the same time, you had these people with horrible intentions and then they committed genocide on Native Americans, right? And for me, like, I don't understand why people in America, like United States, look at Latin America and say, that's like a whole different world. It is a different culture, but it's America. It's part of America. And the United States has this responsibility of carrying the Latin culture because I look at it now and there are some thriving countries, like for instance, Panama. But I honestly, I don't know enough about the politics, but there's a lot of corruption. And anytime somebody did come up, they were assassinated. Right. Exactly. And nobody and nobody knows these people. Nobody knows these names because people like Pablo Escobar had them assassinated or like these giant. But everybody knows Pablo. Everybody knows Escobar. But when it comes to this guy that's selfless, it's just like swiped under the rug. So, like, for instance, Ahmed said there's this like portrait of Africa where it's just like like a safari. And then there's this portrait of Latin America and it's just colorful houses and drugs. That's like, that's the portrait of South of Latin America, right? But like, I feel like Latin America and Africa are some of the most richest, like in terms of geography places and they connect. Like if you look at it, they connect, they, they form. So I feel like these are, we have the, we have the Eastern continent and we have the Western continent and the two continents that are carrying like the, that side of the world and that side of the world, they're all, they're all, I don't want to say oppressed because obviously there's been proven where you can pick up, you know, you can get up and take care of yourself, but there's this ignorance, right? My cousin, she's from Colombia and she tells me, Oh, well, it's not her, but my grandma's explaining to me that a lot of people get educated, but they can't get a job there. So, and by the time they're 30, they're not going to find a job. So everybody goes to college, right? The education's there, but the opportunity isn't, right? So, like, it's just this, like, whole thing. Like, you have, everybody starts from the same place, but it's about, like, how far you go. And I have family members that did leave 
their their countries and then came here and to build. And there's a lot of people that do that. They come here in the United States and then they build here and then they go back to their homeland, like the hero's journey. You leave, you go through that whole process and then you get, you return home, right? So for me, it's kind of like, I wanna build myself because me personally, there's a lot of people that say, okay, the collective or the individual. I'm an individual. We're all individuals. I think that the collective wouldn't exist without strong individuals. So for me, education is number one. And that's why this podcast exists. That's why it exists. Because this is, at the end of the day, it's education. And if you will, we're not struggling against people. We're struggling against the principalities of like the darkness of ignorance, right? It's not that Joe is a horrible person. It's that Joe is ignorant, right? And I think there, everybody has a turning point, right? I like maybe like you have those like obscure scenarios where like people are meant like mentally disturbed, like psychopaths, but like an, a healthy person at the core knows that they shouldn't be abusing another person. And for me, like I, I have that, that journey is important. You need conflict to, to grow. That's like when you work out, your, your, your muscles tear apart, but then they, they reconnect. So it's this weird like conflict of like you need the struggle to thrive. And there's so much struggle right now that humanity can be elevated. But for whatever reason, there's this idea that if you help somebody else, they might push you down, right? So it's like, like I encounter that all the time, right? So like, for instance, I reposted your, your film, right? Like that's, that's me kind of like not elevating you, but sharing your information, right? Like helping you out, right? And it's not from like some like political dance, it's from like, okay, if I help this person, right, there will be a stronger individual, right? And I'm a strong individual, and Mez is a strong individual, and Naomi is a strong individual, right? And that creates a strong collective, right? I'm not about give the collective free money and, and here's like everything you need, go. It's like, no, you got to elevate yourself, but don't be like this like cold shoulder. You know, you had to have compassion. You have to be selfless and for me it's like this whole like like Ahmed said like countries are being exploited for materials like like the material for iPhones is all coming from Africa right it's these rare materials right so like wouldn't wouldn't it be better if they were economically empowered and at the end of the day that's why it's youth entrepreneurship not youth the the life or whatever it's is entrepreneurship because the world we live in, you need to be economically empowered, right? You can be a Gandhi, you can be a Gandhi, but if you look at it, the, the people that are more economically free in the long run, they'll make a, a bigger impact, you know? So exactly. it's about empowering you, the individual and and be selfless once you get to that position
let me um add on to that real quick. Keep in mind everything he just said, but don't ever neglect the fact that realistically, there will always be selfish people in the world. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure you're aware of that. There will always be people that try to exploit you, or or for some reason I don't know, like I I can't even like try to rationalize why people don't look to benefit each other that way we could all literally just be the best i don't know why people have those to be better than others i don't know why people just are people but nonetheless people are people and you'll always encounter that and just something I, i've seen is people get so disappointed in what they see that they stop doing what they're doing and don't don't ever let that happen like i'm gonna try to find an example that fits in your scenario so let's say one of you guys or both of you guys, right, get like a gig, right? And then like, there's like a lot of money on the table, right? And then like the dude negotiating seems like a very nice dude, right? And let's say it's like $100,000. And they're like, oh, you know, you do all this and then we'll pay you. And then why are you calling me? You know, what's it called? And then, you know, um, I just lost my thing about Oh, that's terrible. I think we're talking about like a gig. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you, know, you know you're gonna get paid, right? And then obviously, you know, money's a necessity in our current society as we value it. But um, so you 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 take pride in that, you know, you're gonna work hard and you're gonna get paid for it, right? Because you kind of need to get paid for it. That's how you live. And then let's say that they screw you over at the end of the day and they give you like ten percent of the earnings. Right now, that's like. Legally, like some people can do that, and it's it's terrible. And it's like, why would you like, why would you do that? Though? Like, why couldn't? If anything, even though I did all the work, why not even fifty fifty? Like, why take all this? And it's just at the end of the day, people are going to be selfish. People, some people just aren't nice. Like, don't expect everybody to be nice. Don't. Pretty much, I don't. What I'm trying to get at is don't don't let, be naive yeah yeah don't be very aware that there are some very very sinister people out there you, know, you have to be aware that doesn't mean you have to go out uh constantly on watch and always have your guard up but just be aware of it because it does exist and you don't want to be ignorant to the fact that in a hypothetical situation if you were to let your guard down uh, guard down you would get taken advantage of and that's that's the reality of things so you guys i mean we're all young and we haven't seen too much, I, I think, I don't, know, I don't know what you guys have seen, but I would assume that we haven't seen too much. But when reality truly hits, just, just be prepared. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not all sunshines and daisies. It'll get a little critical at times. And as long as you're aware that life, that's exactly what life is. You have your high moments and then you have moments like, wow, this person is actually like terrible. As long as you have a genuine understanding of that, there's nothing stopping you in life to be, literally do whatever you want to do. Absolutely nothing. A lot of the things that you do within life is just knowing your self-worth, one, um, awareness, and your morals, setting your morals straight. That's why a lot of people become selfish and stuff because they don't have their morals straight, you know? Exactly. So it's, and also, yeah, education is a big part of it. You know, um, a lot of people don't know that a, lo- a lot of people don't know about other cultures and stuff. And it's really, it's really sad to see because it's like, how are you going to call other people? Like, um, for instance, when I was talking, when we were talking about terrorists, like, how are you going to call the people a terrorist when you don't even know the background to it? You know, yeah, 
like Arabs, we come from like like Arab descent. Other people always think, oh, like you're gonna be a suicide bomber or something. Oh my god, I hate like that's so upsetting. It makes me so it makes me so mad because like, do you even know why? Do you even understand it? Because a lot of the time, Arabs are manipulated by the higher beings that. Oh, because if I do this, then I'm going to go to Allah and he's going to, you know, praise me because I did it in his name, you know? And, you know, it's it's just so sad because then people are bashing on, like, um, like um, Hispanics and, like, Mexicans. And it's like, but do you even understand the background to it? Understand the background and talk to me about it because obviously it's not in your understanding exactly and it's it's terrible because like even like statistically speaking arabs aren't even the majority of muslims exactly like, it's, but you you know this uh this is why it's always there's no matter i've something i've realized whatever conversation you have at a certain point it reaches either two topics religion or politics somehow somewhere yeah. I don't know how, but it always reaches one of those topics. And the reason for that, that stigma that um, Muslims are terrorists, where even apparently, in, if you understand the religion itself is Islam, you can't be a terrorist. It, that's not even how it works fundamentally. But people don't understand that because people don't take the time to do the research. Instead, they watch the news. And then they see what people's agendas are on the news. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll believe that. And then you have these ig- ignorant people marching down the streets talking about ban Muslims, blah, 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 do this and do that. And it's, it's upsetting because it's like a quick Google search will show you that's, that's false, like 30 seconds out of your day. And you can easily see that's false. But it's just ignorance is such a powerful tool. Like, and politicians know how to manipulate it. And the reason why so many people think, um, like, they just see an Arab, Arabic person or anybody that looks even Middle Eastern. Like, they see Sikhs, like, which are, uh, of, I think, I don't know if they're Indian descent, but I know that they have, like, the turban on. And then they even think that they're Muslim. And that's two completely different cultures. But you just see an Arabic person and you're going to be like, oh, Muslim. Oh, yeah. terrorists. And, and that's based off the news. That's based off propaganda. And it's just like, it's, I don't know when it's going to change. I don't know if it's going to change. But nonetheless, it's... It's apparent, and that's one of the things I was talking about earlier, that there's some people in this world that just aren't good. It's like, why would you portray that? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's upsetting, but that's, that's the reality of things. Uh, yeah. um, it's interesting because my... Oh, you're muted. You're you muted. cut it out. You cut out again. Can you hear again? I yeah. can hear you now. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, well, my brother, he's a fencer, and his coaches are from Senegal. Um, and tough. his past birthday, um, I think it was last year, um, they donated, like, they had everyone, instead of bringing gifts, money, for um, people in Senegal. And his coach, um, Abdullah, he would give it to the people over there. And it was honestly, it was so, it was so cool. Um I did a birthday once where I donated um, money to this um, child who was born with birth defects. Um, unfortunately, she died about a year ago um, because of it. Um, but 
we gave them so much, like, we tried to, like, give them a bunch of money so then they could pay for, like, her hospital bills, but, you know, I feel like it's always, like, the small things that make such a big impact that I feel like we, we need to look more into that instead of, of judging people, because it's, it's like, what are you gaining from it? Like, what are you gaining from it? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Well, I mean, that's my feeling on this. What about you, Sam? I haven't heard you in a little while. Well, you guys, you guys have been like saying everything I feel as well. So I don't really know what to add on to it, but I agree. We definitely, we, we all need to uh, keep in touch for the future. I feel we could definitely help each other out somehow, someone. Anything else? I think I think we did everything. Honestly. Let's do, um, so I want to be able to post a photo of the conversation so we can like pose however you want. And then after this, I'll like screenshot this, this moment. Right. So is this going to be, cause I have a, a little thing set up for the outro. So you should I do that first and then we do the picture or do the picture first and then that? Yeah, we can do the outro and then the photo will be the last, last thing. It's just for the video cause it's recording, right? Yeah. All right, people. So just make sure to um, you guys watch her film, Blue Iris. And I like this scene. I'm just gonna play this real quick. That was fire. All right, make sure you guys um, what's it called? Give Sam a follow. Um, also give uh, I didn't how to say it. Naima. <laughs> give Naima a follow right here. It's a professional account. You know, if you guys have any info that could be of a uh, benefit to either of them, hit them up. You know, it's only positive when you help each other out. And that's about it. Make sure you get the like. Thank you so much. All right, so we're gonna take do a pose. This is do a pose, like. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. Um. So this will be available by the end of this week, and just like my previous podcast, it'll be distributed, and then I'll make clips, and then there'll be like highlight clips on my Instagram. And, you know, of course, feel free. I can send you it and then you can do whatever you want with it. Um, it'll be available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So you can always watch it on there. And the Instagram Live, it should be downloaded when it's done. So you could probably go back and listen to at least my audio. Um, this will be available later because this all has a download. But if you have any other questions or anything that you want to add to the conversation, like if you want to plug anything in or thank somebody or whatever you want to say now, go ahead. Well, I would love to see more of your guys' work. Um, so if after this, you could just send me a link of, you know, what you've been working on. I'd love to see it as well. But thank you so much for having us.
it's it was really um it was really like intellectual talk thank you both of you guys did i cut off hopefully not <laughs> no you're good you're good okay good um uh, i really i really um am inspired by what you guys are doing this is amazing if this this is coming out everywhere you know this is amazing like look at you guys you guys should be proud of yourselves also thank you uh, thank you all right have a, a good weekend um stay connected definitely we could definitely have you guys on again i mean we don't even have to talk about your work i mean we hold good conversation just about you know goals and ideals so thank you for coming on and i'll be sending it to you have a good weekend you too. I don't know how to end this. I end it right now.